Welcome to Lift Church, our first service, right? First worship service, at least, uh, together. Um, and I'm so excited, uh, I can't uh, kind of describe it all to you. It's exhilarating to be like uh, Brent and I thought when we planted the church the first time, we'd only plant one time. But this week, uh, we looked at each other and we're like, uh, never again. Um, it's so much work, it's so much, but it's exciting. And thank you for all of you who helped uh, make it possible to switch over. Um, this is just a journey. It's a journey with Jesus. We're on this journey. And uh, the destination, I pray, uh, eternal life in heaven uh, for each of us. Uh, but that's a choice that we make. I'll speak a little bit about that today. Um, but we are going to lift high the name of Jesus Christ in this church. And we are going to live in fellowship together. And that is what this church, Lift Church, is all about. So let me pray just to start that out. Father God, as we pause and as we listen to you, as your Holy Spirit utters things that we don't even understand, as your Son, Jesus, is at the right hand of the throne, interceding for us, thank you, God. We have this conversation with you. And we beg you, God. I beg you personally as a pastor and we as a church, we beg you, God. We don't want to go forward as a church unless you're going to go with us. Is it not in you going with us that we are distinct? It's just another social club. It's just another thing to do. It's just another uh, friendly face. And uh, without you, without deep, meaningful relationship with you, you're the one that binds us all together in love, even when we don't like each other. You're the one who died for our sins and paid for us to be in fellowship with you and makes our fellowship together so sweet. We thank you, God. We praise your name. And we ask that you would bless this church and go with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, organizations have to have mission statements, right? Is that right? Do you, are you, do you belong to any other like company or anything like that? Mayo Clinic. I didn't even look up their mission statement. I should have done that. Half you guys are like in that company. And uh, organizations have mission statements, and, it, and it's a helpful thing. And so I'm going to go over our mission statement today. But before I do that, I want to get into a few uh, mission statements. So here's one Google. Anybody know Google's mission statement? Who knows Google's mission statement? Spend enough time? No, nobody really knows? Come on now. Get on the internet. Uh, no, don't. Um, Google says we, we exist to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. Ikea, I, I like Ikea furniture. It's cheap and there's a lot in my house. Um, 
They say to create a better everyday life for the many people. I like how they said everyday. That's pretty clever because it's not the day I actually make the furniture that my life is better. Right? If you've ever put a piece of furniture together from Ikea, you understand what I'm talking about. It's like every other day is great, but that day I want to curse. And yeah, thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. Coca-Cola. I thought this was interesting. To refresh the world in mind, body, and spirit. Man, that's lofty. Seems like a church. To inspire moments of optimism and happiness through our brands and actions. That's inspiring. GE, General Electric, they've been through a while, hey? They've been here. To invent the next industrial era to build, move, power, and cure the world. They're going to cure the world. I think we know what the cure is for the world. His name is Jesus. And it's His blood applied to our life that saves us from our sins. And then this, Nike. Of course, I had to bring it to sports, right? To bring inspiration and innovation to every athlete in the world. And half of you are like, great, I don't apply. Come on now. You know you were thinking it. Here's the thing. They put a little asterisk by the athlete part. To bring inspiration and innovation to every athlete in the world. Asterisk on athlete, here's what it means. If you have a body, you are an athlete. That's what they say. That's their mission. Like, all right, we're all athletes. They got us all. Anyway, I just thought that would be kind of fun for you guys to hear. Each mission statement, it describes and communicates the purpose of the organization. I think that's important. A mission statement is like guardrails of an organization. It helps guide the priorities, the plan, and even the people of the organization so that we don't get off track. So as we start this new thing called Lift Church, it's like, well, we got to have a mission statement. we got to be on track. And uh, some of you guys are thinking, well, we, we had a mission statement. It was to glorify God through the ful- fulfillment of the Great Commission in the spirit of the Great Commandment. I remember. Uh, yes, that's true. That's very churchy language. As we want to see people accept Jesus Christ, we want our mission to be clear, we want it to be complete, we want it to be catchy, and honestly, um, we want people to understand what it means and what it says. So, what's the mission statement of the church? Well, i got to start with the, the Bible first, right? I don't want get, to get, get to it too quick. So, open your Bible to Matthew 28. Open your Bible to Matthew 28. Jesus gave us a mission. The mission is clear. Nobody uh, that calls themselves a church is really confused about the mission that Jesus gave. Okay, This isn't really a disputable point. Matthew 28, I'm going to start in verse 16, but really verses 19 and 20 are the verses that should be highlighted in your Bible. You can just take your pen, highlight every word of that, because you need to have every word of that on your heart, maybe even memorize every word of that, um, because it's so, so important. It says in verse 16, Matthew 28, you're there? All right. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. What a loving God that he's like, hey, over here, I'm going to talk to you. 
after he had raised from the dead. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Now that's just an astounding verse. I'm not going to unpack it today, but I just want to just be relevant here. I'm just going to blaze by. Like when they saw him, have you ever seen Jesus do something cool in your life? You're like, yeah, right? Did you worship him? Yes, I did. And have you had doubts since? Yes, you have. And so it's like we want to pound the disciples and be like, are you serious? You saw the resurrected Jesus, you fell at his feet, and yet some doubted. And that's my life. That's, that's like every day in the flesh. And so uh, I don't want to beat him up. I actually think that that verse really is helpful to me and it helps me to relate. And Jesus came and he said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. How much authority, church? How much authority has been given to Jesus Christ? All. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. I think that's astounding. And so he's the one that gets to set the direction for the church. And here's the mission statement. Okay? He says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And listen, 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 church. Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. I have both all and always underlined, highlighted, circled in my Bible. Jesus can say this stuff. And He means it. He is always with you. He has all authority. It's pretty astounding, this passage of Scripture. If you break down the Scripture, which I've done many times since it's our mission, um, and I know many of you have heard this, but I'll just say it for sake of our guest and uh, those that are joining us for the first time, uh, make disciples is the main verb, right? The main thing is make disciples of Jesus. Make disciples of Jesus. Make disciples of Jesus. You can just get a chant going. That's what you know, people are going to be doing at the football game. But that's our chant. Make disciples of Jesus. That's what we're going for. That's why we have this gathering of believers. Make disciples of Jesus. But there's three participles in the passage that are after that verb. And uh, one is go. I would just say it's going. Um, when you look at it in the Greek, it's, it's a continual thing. So it's not like a one time I went. You're never going to be able to say I went. It's like it's a going. All right? So you keep going. And it's baptizing. You keep baptizing people. And it's teaching. You keep teaching people. Baptize, teach. Okay? Going, baptizing, and teaching. So I'm going to try to hit all three of those things in our message. And it's a continual thing. It doesn't stop. So what's our mission statement? Every church communicates it a little bit differently. But they want to do it in a way that's clear. And so at Lift Church, we've chosen to communicate these verses in a simple statement that we can share with others easily, that they can understand clearly. We glorify God 
by helping people believe in, belong to, and become like Jesus. We, together, I go do it individually, and that's part of us doing it together. We glorify God by helping people believe in, belong to, and become like Jesus. You're going to want to get really familiar with this, so let's just say it together, okay? Everybody on the count of three. One, two, three. We glorify God by helping people to believe in, belong. There you go. I think we need another run at it. Are you ready, church? Okay. We glorify God by helping people believe in, belong to, and. All right, you're with it. You're with it. It's like a, you know, it's kind of like a magic eraser, right? You know, get the verse on the board, the whiteboard. You ever been to Sunday school? Been a while, huh? You start erasing words and then you just keep saying it. Should we take it off the screen? Come on. Like, hey, it's in your bulletin. You got to add one word. Did you notice? What word did you have to add? And. All right, I don't know why, but just you do. You got to add it because that's the real way. Right there. Okay? We believe in, belong to, and become like Jesus. Okay? Add the and, please, please, please. Okay. This is our mission. And uh, this is what we're going forward with. And I want to break it down for you today. Um, This is what's going to keep us on track. When things get dicey, when we want to quit, when we want to go off the rails, when, when somebody says, no, not over, let's do this. Like, no. We want to help people believe in Jesus, belong to Jesus, and become like Jesus. That doesn't do that. We're not going to do that. That keeps us online. So, I want to make sure that you know and understand the mission statement and that you can apply it to your own life and then communicate it to other people so they can know, understand, and apply it to their life. All right? So, today, since we believe in this, since we want to help people, I'm going to help you, church, believe in belong to, and become like Jesus. That's what my, my job today. I'm going to help you. And then your job leaving here is to help others believe in, belong to, and become like Jesus. Are we clear? All right, I know my role. Do you know your role? So don't just like sit, sit there like a bump on a log. Take some notes. Like do, some, do some stuff. Get, you know, like get interacting with this because you're going to need to regurgitate this And you're going to need to go out there and tell other people, hey, this is what we're doing to make disciples of Jesus Christ. So let me break it down for you. Here it is. First, believe. Believe. Believe in Jesus. To believe in Jesus, I must receive Jesus as my Savior and Lord. You go, well, that's pretty, like, narrow. I must? I have to do it? Well, just so we're clear, like, I'm teaching you what I've been taught by the Word of God. This isn't something I just made up in my bedroom yesterday, right? Like, I'm I'm studying the Word of God, and, and it says the word receive in the Scriptures. I want you to see it for yourself. Turn over to John chapter 1. We've been studying the book of John this year, um, 
Do you have this uh, handy-dandy, trusty little, uh, uh, what do you call it, a ribbon? You guys got a ribbon? Who's got a ribbon? All right, if you got a ribbon, use it. Put it right there. I'm going to come back to this to end it. Uh, John chapter 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. In case you didn't know who was with God at the beginning, Jesus was. All things were made through him, and without him was nothing made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that, he, uh, that we might believe in it, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. Now listen, your role is to be John. My role is to be John. I'm not Jesus, you're not Jesus. We're not the light, we bear witness about the light. We reflect the glory of God. Right? I'm not adding to the glory of God, i got nothing to add to God. I'm reflecting the glory of God when I bear witness to the light and to the life. The true light, verse 9 which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Do you remember that? Did we just celebrate Christmas? Oh yeah, Advent. That's what it is. So he came into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. Man, that's crazy. He came to his own, to the creation, and his own people, the Jews, did not receive him. How sad that he came to us and that we do not receive him. He's going to come today to everyone in this room. You have a choice to receive him or not. There are some people that you're looking at that going, well, well, I'll receive him. Well, you have a choice to do that today. Will you receive him? That's the question. A fair question. Verse 12, this is really the point. This is the one I want you to underline or have highlighted. But... To all who did receive, do you see it there, the word receive him, and who believe in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God, who were born not of, the, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man. You're like, well, how do I get born then? I want, I want to receive this. It says, but of God. But all who did receive him who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Believe. There's two things here, two words, um, receive and believe. So the first thing first, um, receive. Let's just talk about that. I think there's a football game today. Is there a football game? Good. 12 o'clock, I should, I should hurry then? Okay, all right. So, so here's the deal. I see a lot of jerseys out there. I think that a sports illustration can work in this regard. So um, you have to receive Jesus Christ. So if I was to throw the ball to you, everybody get their hands up. Like I got to drop my notes. Hey, thank you. Thanks for taking notes. If I was to throw the ball to you and you were to receive it, what would you do? You would catch it. What would you do? You would bring it in, right? What would you do? 
you would hold on to it as not to fumble the ball. Right? Let's see if you can do it. Can you do it, Wyatt? All right. Oh, I overthrew him. Hope Kirk Cousins doesn't do that. All right. That's your football, my friend. You got it, Wyatt. All right, so you have to catch it, right? You have to bring it in. You have to hold on to it. Now, a lot of you ladies are like, dude, you lost me when you brought out the football. So here's the thing. We're talking about love. You can't lose the illustration. You're talking about love, ladies. When your husband says, I love you, you're like, well, capture that. doesn't happen that often. I'm holding on to that. Right? Married or not, single, love is a universal need. We all need love. We long to be loved. And I'm telling you, receive the love that God has for you. He created you. He sent His Son to die for you because we, you, me, messed it up with sin. And now you have this opportunity to receive the sacrificial death, the blood of Jesus Christ as payment, right? As covering for your sin. What love? Receive it. Catch that right there that I just threw out. Tuck that away. Bring it in close. Don't forget it when you sin again this week and Satan wants to condemn you. You are not, I regard you no longer as a flesh. I regard you as in the Spirit. Right? If you're a child of God, if you've received the blood of Christ, if you've brought it in, if you're holding on to it, that's receive. I think that's clear. And then believe. Believe involves three things. Intellect, emotion, and will. Intellect, emotion, and will. So here's the chair. Seems like a sturdy chair. I just had to check it out a little bit. All right. Um, and maybe you're doing that with church. You're like, yeah, hey, I just had to check it out a little bit. Okay, well, I checked it out, and I think it will hold me. That's intellect. It would sure feel good to sit down right now. We worked uh, here at the church for a few hours uh, yesterday, and, uh, and, and so I just, oh, man, I could really take a rest right now in the middle of the, you guys are all sitting. Maybe I should sit down. It would feel good. That's emotion. I'd love to, I'd love to feel that, that feeling of sitting in it. And then there's the will. I'll cho- I'm going to choose to sit down. I- I'm just going to do it right now in the middle of the message. All right, there it is. I chose to do it. And that's believing. I believe that the chair could support me. I knew that it would feel good to sit down. And I just chose to do it. I chose to sit in it. And that's belief. Have you done that? Right? The love of Jesus Christ is clear. And have you done that? Have you received Jesus Christ? Do you believe in His name? 
That's really what we're going for. John 3.16 says it this way. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And then John 20, 30 through 31 says this. Um, We're studying John right now. It's an awesome book. I hope you come back in the next few weeks. We'll get back into it. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may what? What does it say there, church? It's written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the promised one of the Old Testament, the Son of God and very God Himself. And that by believing, you may have life in His name. What life are we talking about? We're talking about eternal life. But we're not just talking about eternal life. You could be living in the spiritual life, the filling, abundant life. As one uh, believer in our church said it the other day, I was just living in abundant life. I'm like, yep, me too. Let's go. And that encourages me. And hopefully it encourages you. Maybe you're sitting here and you go, that's good, good descriptions, but how do I do that? Well, I'd love to answer that question. Romans 10, 9, and 10 say this. If you want to do that, if you confess with your mouth, you say it, that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Is that clear? That's clear. For with the heart one believes and is justified. It's a legal term. Set free paid for. Doesn't mean my sin goes away. It means my sin gets covered. It means Jesus stands in front of me. And with the mouth, one confesses, I'm a sinner. I repent. I need Jesus. Jesus, you're my Lord. You're my new master. I want to serve you all the days of my life. I receive you into my heart. I receive you into my life. I confess that you're my God. It's going to change me. It's going to change you. It should come with a warning sticker. It's going to be different now. But if you want to do that, why not now? Why not just bow your head? Why not just just say it? No, I need you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you back. I know how much you love me. I think I've covered believe. Not just about believing, though. It's about believing belonging and becoming so let's go to belong our second word here belong to belong to jesus i must be filled with the spirit and love his church i must be filled with the spirit of god and love the church of god i must be filled with the spirit and love his church um, are you filled with the Spirit? Before you even, we don't even have to get to this point yet. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Do you know or don't you know? I mean, are you filled or aren't you? I mean, you, you either are splashing out something onto people. So honestly, like your actions, your attitudes, it'll tell you whether you're filled with the Spirit or whether you're filled with yourself or filled with this world. It'll tell you. And, and that's supposed to be a barometer so you can go, oh, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. That doesn't look like Jesus. 
I need to do something different. I don't know why I feel the need to tell this, but uh, it was a stressful week at our house. And uh, on Thursday night, uh, my family was at the office and we were getting ready to be lift church. And your pastor was acting like a dork. So stressed out, so like, go get this, do this. And he's like, my wife's like, could you say please or thank you or anything? And isn't it awesome to have fellowship with other believers who are like, hey, hey, just so we can be clear right now, you're not acting like I know you should be acting. We're not acting like the way I know that you would act if you were filled with the Holy Spirit. And so let me just say to you, something needs to change. And on the way home from ice cream, always helpful. I just said to my kids, please forgive me. That's not the way we act. That's not the way I want to act. That's not the way this church will act. And here's what you need to know right off the bat of the church. Your pastor is a sinner. And so are the people that call this church their home. But we won't stay in that sin, and we won't let each other stay in that sin. We will lovingly and firmly say, that's not the Spirit. Try again. (laughs) Rest in Him. Let it come out the way it's supposed to come out. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. All right, well, I preached a different point, but that that was good. Thank you, Lord. It's good. Confess our sins to one another. It's it's helpful. Turn over to Acts chapter 2. I'm going to show it to you from the Scriptures. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Really, I'd love you to read this whole thing from verse 41 to 47. But I'm just going to read verses 46 and 47 for sake of time. Um, You, uh, please go read that later. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes. Do you see that? In the temple and in homes. They received their food with glad and generous hearts. Convicting to me, actually, because I received my food sometimes with like, of course, I made the money, I'm going to feed myself. And it's sad. Praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added. That's the key word. It set it up there in verse 41 as well. The Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. What is he adding to? He's adding to the church. A group of, an ecclesia, a group of called out ones. He's adding to the church. He's establishing an organization the church. He talked about it in Matthew 16, 18 when he said to his disciples, I will build my church, ecclesia. I will build my ecclesia and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Not one of us have that promise, but together as a church, we have that promise. That, that ought to make you want to belong to Jesus, to his bride, to his body, the church. I want to claim that promise. They belonged to a group of people. They met together in the temple and in their homes. They belonged to the church. Turn over to Romans. I want to keep giving it to you. Romans chapter 1. Sorry, we're gonna, we don't do this every week. We usually stay in one passage, but this is like a formidable message. And I want to 
want you to see it from all over Scripture. So turn over to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, we're going to skip down to verse 6. He says all this really cool stuff about God and the promise and Jesus, and it's like, oh, obedience of faith. And Again, just read all six uh, verses some, sometime this week and just be like astounded by this. But uh, he says, including you. Point the finger at who he's talking about. Right here. If you're a believer in Christ, he's talking to you. He's talking to me, including you, who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. Could I get any clearer? It's right there in Scripture. We are called as saints, as believers, to belong to Jesus Christ. Now, just flip a few pages over to chapter 7, verse 4. I could show it to you through the whole book, but I'm just giving you the highlights. Uh, Chapter 7, verse 4. It says, Likewise, my brothers and sisters, you also have died to the law through the body of Christ. This is not about legalism. This is not about the law. This isn't about do this, do that. Don't do this, don't do that. So that you may belong to another. Well, who is that another, I, I, I might ask? To him, oh, it's a person, it's a guy, who has been raised from the dead. Oh, I know a guy that's been raised from the dead. Who is that? Church, a little help? Jesus, in order that we may bear fruit in God. Yeah, the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5. Flip the next page, it just gets better. In chapter 8, and you could read of all of chapter 8, I gave you some reading assignments at the back of the bulletin. Now I've given you three more. I don't know. You're going to be reading all week. It's going to be fun. You're going to be so filled with the the Word and the Spirit. It's going to be amazing. Verse 9. Chapter 8, verse 9. You, however, remember who's you? Point to who you is. You, the believer, you, however, are not in the flesh, but are in the Spirit. And then he's like, just, just let's check this. If, if, there's an if here. So if you're here, sitting here, and you're like, well, I'm a believer for sure. Tons of us are probably saying that. Well, I'm a believer for sure. And he says, if. So I want to check myself right now. This is, I want to model this for you as, my, as your pastor. Uh, we should all be doing this. It says, if, if, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Oh, does he? Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him, Christ. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, can I get an amen on that? Do you have a dead body? I have a dead body. The Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, woo! come on now, He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. Come on! This church can be alive in Christ through His Spirit who dwells in you. I mean, that ought to pump you up. That's what belonging is. Belonging is being filled with the Holy Spirit. Do you belong to Jesus or not? And then love His church. 
Love His church. So, these other verses, Galatians 5.24 says this, And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. I keep dying to myself to live for someone else and something else. And then it says in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, this is the last passage I've got to share with you. It's Hebrews chapter 10. Just flip over to Hebrews chapter 10. I so badly want to stop at Ephesians 4, but just one one more passage on this point. Hebrews chapter 10. When you're there, say you're there. Oh, good. Thank you. Some other guys got there too. It's like, you all got there at the same time? That's just astounding. Again, I would I'd love to read all this. It's on your reading assignment in the back. Look at verse... Um, 23 and following, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Is that precious or what? You're like, well, maybe I'm not filled with the Spirit. Well, that's a good question and you should ask. But if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, received and believed, then he's in you. Just let the lion out of its cage. Stop neglecting him. Stop quenching him. Stop, you know, all that stuff, and just be filled. Uh, really, the word is relax. Rest in who He is in you, and then respond to His leading. And He says here, and let us consider how to stir up one another in love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as the habit of some is. That was King James, sorry. It's a matter of some. But encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day draw near. So more and more, because Jesus is coming back, we need to be together in the temple and in house to house. We need to belong to the body, to one another. I so badly want to give you four reasons to join the local church, but I'm going to hold that for like a time. You just look at my Facebook or social media, and we'll put it out there, okay? I'm going to just give you four reasons why you should join a local church, all right? I'll just put them out there for you, and you can, you can have them. All right, I'm going to keep going. Become. Become. So we have believe down. We have belong down. Now become. Become. To become like Jesus, I must serve others and share the gospel. I want to show you this from a story. So first I'm going to put a verse on the screen. It's uh, Mark. Mark 1.17. And I'm flipping to Luke while I do it. So if you want to flip to Luke, go right ahead. Luke chapter 22. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. What are we to become? See, I'm not a rocket science. You know, guy, I'm not, I'm not the most brilliant guy. I'm not really intelligent. That's why you're like, dude, I can't come up with this message on my own. I get it. I'm just reading the Word and I'm telling you what it says. And, and really what I want you to do is just read the Word and go tell somebody what it says. 
You have friends? You have neighbors? You have coworkers? You go tell them what it says. This is the most astounding book. Jesus said, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. So there's that part. And then there's this other part. Mark chapter 10 kind of sums up this story. And I'll throw it on the screen. Mark 10.45. It sums up this story. But, but look in Luke. I'm going to show it to you in the most brief way I can show it to you. Verse 24. Luke 22.24. A dispute among those uh, arose among them. To which of them would be regarded as the greatest? Okay, And that was because John and James were like, hey, promise us we can sit on your right and left. So there's a big dispute going on about who's going to sit where in, in heaven. And he said to them, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those in authority over them um, are called benefactors, but not so with you. Rather, let the greatest among you become, there's our word, the youngest, and the leader as one who serves. For who is the greater? The one who reclines at table or the one who serves? Well, is it not the one who reclines at table? That's what we all think, right? I mean, if you go out to Outback after church, you're going to think you're better if you're sitting down than if the person's serving you. Sad, but that's true in our society. They're serving you. But, there's a last clause here. I am among you as one who serves. Jesus says, I'm the waiter. I am the waitress. I am the one who serves, who washes feet. We're going to get to there. That's where we left off in John. So let me say it this way. To become like Jesus, I must serve others and share the gospel. I got to be a fisher of men, and I got to serve others. Mark 10 45 says it so clearly. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Guys, there's no re- big reveal at the end of this message. This is just a simple, plain, got to set the, the compass, got to set the trajectory of our church, got to have a mission statement. It's clear. We exist to glorify God. That's why you're here. And we want to help people. Hurting people don't hurt people, do they? Oh yeah, they do. Hurting people hurt people. I hope you're not hurting today. If you're hurting today, we're going to have people down front to pray with you. And we'd love to pray with you because we want you not to be hurting. We want you to receive the healing of Jesus Christ and we want you to be healthy. Because you know what? Healthy people do. Healthy people don't hurt people. (laughs) Healthy people Help people get healthy. Church, that's what we're here to do. We're here to be healthy believers in Jesus Christ by believing in, belonging to, and becoming like Jesus Christ. And as we're healthy, we're going to help people be healthy. So our mission, I'll say it again, we glorify God by helping people believe in, belong to and become like Jesus. That is what Lift Church is all about. And that is what we're rolling forward on. I hope that compels you. I want to give you a second now. Uh, You received one of these. This is a response card. So you've heard me preach. There's nothing really clever about it. Um, 
We're going to play some music. That's great. But we're going to respond with this card. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand if you want to be saved. Check the box. (laughs) You know, believe. Just, Just say it with your mouth and believe it in your heart. Maybe you want to recommit today. You're like, hey, the church is recommitting to be this healthy thing, so am I. I'm re- recommitting to Jesus today. Praise the Lord. Do that then. Maybe you're like, I need to be baptized. I want to belong to this church, and I want to belong to Jesus Christ. I want to identify with him. All right, well then check that box, and let's get baptized. Maybe you want to join a, a lift group. Uh, we're starting lift groups in February, and, and we're forming them right now. This is the first time you have an opportunity to sign up, Right? But just know this, you can't just sign up. You've got to be committed to a deep, meaningful relationship with Jesus Christ and to be in accountable relationships with one another. So check the box, but then you're going to have to like, sign up uh, in a way of like commit to the group uh, through the membership commitment that we've, we've produced. And then become. I mean, hey, if you're going to serve other people and you're going to share Jesus Christ, there's two other boxes down there at the bottom, right? How are you going to serve? You can serve any way of these ways you want. You can check anything. We'll call you when you tell us to call you or text you or email you. And then at the end, please pray for me. And I hope that we would all check that box. You don't have to, but man, if we're going to go out in this world and we're going to make a difference for Jesus Christ and we're going to share Jesus Christ without fear, boldly, then that box at the bottom is a key to doing that. Check that. We'll be praying for you. You'll be praying for us as we share the good news of Jesus Christ with boldness. Hey, just take a minute. I'm going to give you a couple minutes just to fill out the card. You can pray over it. filled mine out as well this morning before I came I wouldn't ask you to do anything that I wouldn't do and uh, this is our response and so here's here's how you're gonna go about it now I'm gonna pray for us that God seals these commitments on our heart and as you walk out today again if you're hurting please come come we wanna we wanna get healing and health going because that's what's gonna help people and, uh, but as you walk out the door, the ushers will have, uh, you know, they're, they're going to take it from you. Great. So you're getting out, taking it from you. And, uh, and, and they'll offer you this little card. And this will help you with that last commitment at the bottom. You don't have to take it, but if you want it, these are, these are cards you can invite your friends, right, to come to church here, to be in a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's just a good conversation starter. Hey, have you ever thought about going to church? Would you come with me next week? We're going to be talking about our vertical values. And so, uh, you know, take as many as you'll hand out. we got tons, right? This is your first opportunity. We've, 
We put the harvest cards away a long time ago, right? So this is the new Lift Church, and this is your opportunity. So that's the interchange at the door, and uh, we pray that it'll be a profitable thing for you as you go. Let me pray. God, seal this on our hearts. This is not a, I don't know, profound word. This is not a, a thing that we don't uh, already know or understand, possibly, but uh, we needed to set the direction, the guardrails of this church. And so I pray that someone here is like, man, that's what I needed. I want to go that way. I need to accept Christ. Or I need to follow Him. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I want to love the church, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ. I need to become more like Jesus because I want others to become more like Jesus and they need to see it in me first. God, help us as a church glorify you by helping people believe in, belong to, and become like Jesus Christ. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, let's stand. Stand up. and uh, I'm going to try to do this every... Every week, as we go uh, as we go forward this month, I'm just going to give you a couple quick updates, okay, on the new church and everything that's going on. So, uh, lift lift groups, lift groups, okay. So, I'll just give you a little update. Who's been waiting for this update for like years, months? Okay, lift groups, great, thanks. I want to be in a group, great. Here it is. <clears throat> the leaders are being trained and equipped and have been trained and equipped to some degree. Another session coming in this Saturday. Groups will start to form this month, okay? First time for you to check interested is, is was today. That was great. And to, next week, you don't want to miss next week, you have another opportunity to commit, all right? And uh, February 2nd is the kickoff of Lyft Groups. If you're interested, you'll be asked to commit. I just want to clarify that. It's not, you just like, oh, I'm interested, so I'm in. You, we're asking you to commit to being a group member. There's a, we, we really screened our, our leaders well, and there's a, a commitment to being a member. Uh, if you're like, what are you talking about? I'll use this word, devoted. We say committed, but devoted, it's a biblical word. And you go read Acts chapter 2, verse 41 through 47, and you'll know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about being committed. Okay, it's a high bar. And then we desire uh, to reach our city, so we're focused on Location-based small groups, groups, try not to say small. Location-based groups. So we're going to give you like, here's two or three options in your neighborhood, and we hope that one of them will be a great fit for you. And relationship matters too. If, if it's for some reason, you know, I can't go to any of those, well then okay, Who, who's a good friend that you want to go to a group with or something like that? Relationship's important too. But we're not basing it on preference. We're not making it easy. And it's not just a feel-good exercise. This isn't cake and cookies in the fellowship hall. Right? If you grew up in church, you know what that means. Right? I've been referring to it as cake and cookies at Cody and Marita's house. Because they're in the Northeast and that's probably where I'm going to small group. All right. Anyway. We're on mission. We're going to glorify God. All right. This second thing. That's lift groups. Update. More updates on it next week. The second thing. Website is up. It's new liftchurch.info. You can go there. You can give there. You can know what's going on in our church there. You can 
Uh, sign up. If you didn't get a chance to fill out the connect register today, great. Go to liftchurch.info and you can fill out the connect register. You don't, uh, we want to pray for you. Okay? So don't, don't miss that. So the website's up. We'll continue to be up. Um, go there. Who will commit to going there? We go there? It's a new website. Who, oh, that, was la- that was weird. Okay. All right. Well, well I'll reconsider, please. All right? And then tell your friends. Okay? Tell your friends. Like, hey, this is a new church. Just send them a link or whatever. Hey, you should check this out. This is the way we get the word out. And you have the invite cards as well. Then this, uh, on the website, there's this new giving experience. A lot of you that were recurring givers before know we shut down Secure Give. It's saving us money. We're being good stewards of God's money. That's what every pastor should say to his, his people, okay? And so our executive pastor, Tyler, he'll be here in a couple weeks to tell you about it. But like, we're, we're, we're shutting down Secure Give. It was costing us way too much for you to give online. And, and, and this new way of giving is costing us very little. And uh, it will be more money to steward for God's glory. So uh, just wanted to give you that update as well. So just a couple updates. We'll just keep doing that so that you're in the know, church. And uh, hey, we're going to continue to close our service in this way. Let's all say it together. You are loved.